it's just you can only play in my opinion you can only play one two Lego games a year at push so that basic yeah do you know what I mean and the like monotony kind of gets to you but um, it is nice sometimes to just play something very very simple the, should we start the pod yeah let's just start the pod start the pod <laughs> Hello and welcome to the We Don't Go Out podcast with me, Ant, and I'm here again with Dave. Hi. Um, we're going to start talking, uh, well, we're going to do our Netflix Club and Prime Club in a bit. Uh, films that uh, we chose to watch were Polar, uh, I, Tanya, and then the Netflix series Russian Doll. Uh, so we'll talk full spoilers on that at the end of the pod. First, we'll start with some gaming chat. Uh, Dave, you've whacked two games on the list. Metro 2033 is the first one. Did I put that on the list? You put it on the list. Oh, to have a quick chat about it, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, 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 all it was was um, I got a bit excited when I seen the advert for the new Metro game, and I thought, that looks small, that does. And um, Mm. So I thought, what I'll do is I've seen the games on the store store for sale, and um, I wasn't sure what they were, to be fair. I wasn't sure if there was, like, open-world survival games or, like, quite... Linear shooters like Doom or something more like Half Life, where you go through different areas and you know, scavenging well, not scavenging Half Life, but in this scavenge, you know, equipment and stuff, and just keep going through quite linear but open areas. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so I've seen the demos and I thought I'll try it. And I tried Metro 2033 and I thought I was really impressed to be fair, I was really enjoying it. But, um, is that the new one? No, that's the original, which was remastered. Called 2033, and um, there's another one called Last Light. And apparently, these two games was built differently. Whereas the first one's more survival, the second one's more of a shooter. And when you start the first game, you can choose to play in survival mode or right, I don't know, no, Spartan mode, which is classed as more of a shooter. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I don't really. I like stealth games, but I suck at stealth games. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So I thought. Um, I played in Spartan, so I played in Spartan. I really, really enjoyed it, and um, I was very close to buying it. But then I just thought to myself, "I'm just buying games, and I'm literally <laughs> not completing games." So, which was your New Year's resolution, wasn't it? Buy less yeah, games. Buy less games, and uh, to be fair, I've done quite well. I, I mean, I, I don't, I'd have to check my list, but I don't, I'm not sure. I bought. I think I bought a few in the sale, the January sale, but that was it. I haven't bought. I didn't buy Resi Two. I held off, and that that did kill me to hold off on that. But uh, yeah, it looks really good. I'm gonna. Oh, it's definitely something I'm gonna pick up at some point and uh, play through. You can play them in order. We try to. Yeah, definitely play them in order. At a glance, they sort of strike me as like a shooter with a story, like um, Bioshock yes, or yes. something. Yeah, when you play, yeah, when you play the demo, it's definitely got that kind of Bioshock, like the heavy narrative going running through it. Um, it's based on a book, I think. Mm. Um, and I, I had a look on YouTube to see how much of a remaster it was, and it's pretty. Pretty big step up, to be fair, from the original game. Original was PlayStation 3? I'm not sure if the original even came out on PlayStation 3 or PC and Xbox 360, that, maybe. That sort of generation, wasn't it, I think? Yes, yeah, I think so, back. yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, the other game you've put on is Tearaway. Yes. No, I thought you played this. You did. I know we both played it on Vita. Yes, we did. your Vita. No, I got rid of it. Yeah, got rid of mine. I was tempted to pick one up for cheap, just to, for the uh, keepsake, but then I thought, you know what? I'm not going to buy all those games again. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah, I went back to Tearaway. I thought, you know what, I'm going to go back and complete this. And um, I was quite close to the end. I didn't realise how close I was. Um, I had some really bad camera issues towards the end of it, um, which really frustrated me. But I still enjoyed it, still loved it. And I still stand by my what I originally said on the Vita version, which was if it was made by Nintendo, people would have been shitting themselves over it. The journalists would have been clambering over themselves to heap praise upon it. Um, I think it got the praise. It got really good scores. Yeah, yeah. I just think, well, maybe it was more down to Sony, but it's, it, you know, Nintendo it's the Sony fan base. It's the Sony fan base, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah I think it, what doesn't help is that, um, you know, like when Nintendo bring out a new game, they use the big, not the big words, but they always use innovation and how they, they bring new ideas into a, into a level and throw them away in the next level. And Terraway pretty much did that mm. a lot. But it never kind of got the, from the reviews I read, they never really heaped those accolades upon it, which is a bit of a shame. But, you know, it is what it is. I don't think, I think it sold well enough. I don't think it sold terribly. But uh, we'll never see a sequel, that's for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> not, with, not with the way Dreams is going anyway, but... Um, Someone might make it in Dreams. You know what? Someone might make yeah, a sequel possibly, in yeah. Dreams, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I went, I went back to that, finished it, um, enjoyed it. Um, and then I went... I was going to go back through for a Platinum run, but I just... Like, I went back through the first level and I missed one of the photo opportunities and I missed three pieces of confetti and one scrap. That's an enemy. Mm. And I spent an hour, and the, the level was like 20 minutes, and I thought, well, how have I missed those? Where have I... mm-hmm. And then I did the second level, and the same happened again, and then I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to bother. Mm. I thought, it's it's frustrating me. I'm not going to go down that route, so it, I'm it done. T- tarnish the memory of the game for you, I think. Yeah. Those sorts of, when you grind out that sort of a game yeah. for a trophy. You know me, I don't mind doing um, the odd grindy trophy and stuff, but I'm not, I don't like repeating areas over and over and over. It's like certain games, if you play, if you play them, like the olden charted, you had to play them through on hard to unlock a crushing, then you can go yeah. back to crushing. That, that's fine if you want the experience, but sometimes you like to play. Like when I first played the Uncharted games, I like to play them on normal. But then you play them on normal, and you think, now nah, I've got to play on hard to unlock crushing. I mean, it's not like that with the remasters. But that was frustrating. And then, was it Metal Gear Solid 3 or 4 when they, when they re-released them all? Metal Gear Solid, I think it was 4, when it came out on the PS3. And then they patched it for trophies, like, yes, get in. And then someone said, you've got to play it through seven or nine times. <laughs> get the platinum and I thought, I'm not doing that. Even that's if you've got once a year, that's like nine years. That's mental. Yes, ridiculous. So um, That's a stupid platinum. Yeah. Uh, and, and don't get me wrong, it's totally up to the developers, what they put in their games. I'm not saying they've got to appease me, but it just, no. I like to play through a game, enjoy the game, obviously, and then if I think the platinum's, you know, I'm a few trophies short, I generally go for it. The only if thing that keeps me going for a platinum is if, I'm, if I want more of that yeah. game. If I get to yeah. the end and I'm like, yeah, that's it, I'm done, I'm finished. That's it. Yeah. See, I was like that with, um, oh, God, was it was it Bayonetta? I, f- I think it was Bayonetta. I can't think if it was Bayonetta or Dev May Cry. And I w- it was probably Bayonetta. And I wanted to play it again, and I played it again, but I didn't add many trophies because tro- I think the trophies on Bayonetta were ridiculously hard. 
yeah. without doing it. My cousin did get the platinum on it. Really? That's like pro level shit. He's only got three or four, but he only got he only goes for like ten out of ten difficulty platinums. That's he doesn't go for. You wouldn't say like if it was something like I do, like on Lego. Mm. He wouldn't play Lego. Out. He'd play the Lego game, but he wouldn't grind. He just it's, mm. it's the difficult ones he wants. Yeah. Like that. If I looked, I'd he probably got the Metal Gear Solid one or something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah. If there's a really tough trophy on it. You know, like for the whole game, never getting spotted. He'd yeah. probably do something like that. That's not me. <laughs> no. <coughs> not as you get old enough children. No. Right, yeah. that's that's the news, really. Nintendo had a direct, but they didn't bring mention Pikmin 4. So we're not talking about that. Mm. So <laughs> Is that still way off, then? I don't know. Yonks ago... Uh, Shigeru Miyamoto said that the game's well along, nearly finished. The next Pikmin game, you know, it's they're always working on it. And then they put out a 3DS Pikmin game, and I, I thought they're holding off. I think I thought that's 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 the game. That's the game he was talking about. But you listen to other people and Nintendo pundits, and they think that no, there is another one. So I keep like I'm bated breath waiting for this next Pikmin game, and it keeps just not announcing it. <clears throat> but Nintendo announce and release quite quickly like they meant in the direct um, Mario Maker 2 and that's yeah. out this year and that was like not known about at all that's just dropping <laughs> casually I was gonna say, Mario the, that Mario Maker 2 though I think, I think that would be I don't think that would, take, would at all. I mean when was it released it's not out yet Mario Maker 2 no, I mean, mean the first one um, in the last year of the Wii ago? U's life Two or three years, sixteen so, maybe seventeen. But literally, it's going to be the same game with a lot of stuff added, isn't it? It's going to have everything the original game had. It's not going to not have that, is it? True. But then Don't get all... me wrong. I'm not saying it's just like padded. Mm-hmm. It's no, no, going no, to no. have a lot of extra content. But what I'm saying is, if you think about it in a way, I don't know how if they can like you know like um, what's the word and. You know, when you move it from one console to the next port, yeah. If they could, if they ported, say, everything from the, let's say, the Wii U version over, you know, fifty percent of the game's already there, That's and then true. they add another fifty percent. I'm not knocking Nintendo. I'm just saying, like, it's a bit like when Little Big Planet Two come, and I thought to myself, well, a lot of the stuff was already ready, wasn't it? It's just about adding stuff now. Mm. Yeah, you know, tweaking stuff, making stuff better, giving you. I mean, knowing Little Big Planet Two, they gave you more. It wasn't just two D. They gave you the option to make like all types of games, didn't they? Mm. I think they've they've had to change the way it operates because it previously operated on a two screen. Yeah, it was like set up for the dual screen. Obviously, you don't <laughs> have that with Switch. In fact, I don't no. know how you do it. You must have to play in handheld. It would be much much easier to play in handheld to make your levels. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's a must buy for me. I did try the um, your demo. Sorry, sorry, just go back to Mario Maker. But those yeah. games, those creative games, always struck me as the games that'd be perfect to have the companion app. Yes, on the on it's, a mobile. Yeah, so you can add and tweak, and then you know use the on game the the game this TV screen just to play through that section, and then go back to the file. You know what I mean? Well, that's what it did with the Wii U. Yeah. So I don't know if they'll do the same with this or how quick Maybe. the transfer would be. 
mobile to, or if a mobile phone screen's big enough. But tablet, yeah. certainly. I don't know. They didn't show a tablet in the trailer, so I doubt that's there. You'll find it soon enough, I suppose. Yeah. It can't be that far off, can it? No. Anyway, I did try the demo they put out for Yoshi. Yep. That's, that's a child's game. <laughs> I, I, I read it the other day, and someone says... Lots of charm, looks amazing, way too easy. Yeah. And I thought that was the problem with the previous game. The Woolly World. It, yeah, Woolly World. It looked great, but after about, I don't know, six, seven stages, you're like, I don't know if I can do much more with this. It's, no, it's there's so no simple. challenge, it's just too easy. Didn't push back at all, did it? it, it hopefully, it's going to have a, couple, a difficulty mode option. I wouldn't bank on it. Uh, I, I mean, I have gone say, back. Since that demo, I've gone back and played some more Woolly World with my daughter because she saw the cardboard demo and really liked it. Yeah. And it reminded her that when she was like three or four, she tried this um, Yoshi one, yeah. the Woolly World. And uh, it was too difficult for her then. She could yeah. do bits, but she couldn't really navigate the world. I had to keep like eating her and doing the bit and then spitting her out, letting her mess around and do the same. But she's better yeah. now. We've been playing that. And... It is better when you play with a child who's not very good at games. You can see them trying, and it is a, tr- a challenge to them. Yeah. And it, I, I'm getting a lot more out of it playing with her. Yeah. But um, I don't know if I want to spend 40, 50 quid on a new one. <laughs> no. Um, no. We'll, we'll keep plugging away at Woolly World because I've still got the Wii U set up. Yeah. That's not your thing. It's a lot of money for some itself. It's like when you go on the store and you see a game and you think, oh, I like the look of that. Or you see a trailer for a game on the YouTube and you think, oh, I'll have a look at that. And then you go on and it's £15 and you think, oh, 15 quid for an indie game. Or, yeah. you know, it's, and it's really basic and you think, yeah, I'll wait for a sale. But the problem with Nintendo is the games rarely go on sale, do they? Oh, no, not at all. This won't drop below 40 quid for years. No. Not a Nintendo no. game. It's really refreshing when... Um, Ubisoft made the um, Tactics Mario game, Mario Rabbits. <clears throat> yeah, it looks good, that does. That is fantastic, and it's like £20, £25 everywhere. Yeah, because Ubisoft published. Ubisoft published, Ubisoft just slashed those prices. Yeah, well, they're the type of company that recognises that, you know, let's just say they hit the sales mark, okay, give it so much longer at the price point, and then... Once sales of basic come to, I mean, here's a good example for you. Dog Siders free. Um, about two weeks ago, they announced, or a week and a half ago, they announced that the game had broke even. So everything from now on is profit for the company and the game because mm. it was made on a small budget. And then about a week and a half ago, or a week ago, they slashed the price to twenty to twenty-five pound, brand new. Mm. To get and it out that, there. Yeah, and it's like I said to um, Paz about it. I said to Paz. If, if if I'd played the second game, which I did install the other day, but then I started playing something else, I would jump on that for £20 because I'd think, you know what, I'm going to support the devs and the publishers. That, I will buy it brand new. I won't buy it second hand. Mm. But I thought if I'd, if I'd previously finished the game, I would have bought it when I saw it for 20 quid to jump on board. Yeah. The thing with Nintendo games never dropping in price is they still sell. Mm. I think yeah. Ubisoft could have kept that Mario game at least £35, and it still would sell. Do you think, even though it was a, what was it, real-time strategy? Or was it 
take was it um it was turn based turn based so that's good. the preferred I was looking for you'd love it I know you don't really do oh you do do turn based no I do like turn based I don't mind turn based it's um I, I didn't like X, like the look of XCOM because I've heard a lot of people say it's really really hard and when you're like two yards away from an enemy with a 90% hit chance and they miss that was driving them mad <laughs> yeah XCOM is just too difficult for me yeah. X, XCOM's a game where you can't win even if you're amazing you cannot always win yeah you will sometimes lose and you'll have to like like retreat as part of the game yeah, losing comrades is part of the game. You just can't do it, and it's no, frustrating. Yeah, it's a concept I can't get on board with. Yeah, um, what do they call it? Um, permadeath. Trial and error. Oh well, yeah, not even that. I think it's permadeath, or it can be permadeath. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, mm. any other games you wanted to mention or chat about? Because I've been um, playing anything. I've just been watching telly. Um, I watched the Nintendo Direct and the only one again that stood out was obviously Platinum because I get a bit of a boner whenever Platinum announced anything and um, I thought it was miss. don't you think Platinum yeah the, the, I mean I didn't like um, Metal Gear Solid Revengeance mm. um, and I know a lot of people who did um, obviously Turtles turned out to be a turd but <laughs> the other output that I've, that I've played I've enjoyed like um, obviously you know, I love the ba- two Bayonetta games. Um, Vanquish. Vanquish, fantastic game. And um, what was that last one? Oh, um, God. No, not the last one. Um, I enjoyed Transformers. I thought Transformers was fantastic. Yeah, I couldn't and, get into that. And then um, Nier. I've got Nier. I've purchased oh, yeah, yeah. that. I haven't started that yet. But I did I did really, really enjoy the demo. <clears throat> But, um, Shadows died twice. No, it's not platinum. It's by the bar. No, it's, that's by from software, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I like the look of it, but I doubt I'm going to buy it day one. Mm. So, like I said to you, well, I've got games in the backlog, and I have got a lot of games, but I've got like a, a small list of games I'm desperate to finish. I'm not going to spend full price on a game while I've got those titles to finish. Mm. I saw an advert that's... for it, and when the advert started, I thought, God, they're advertising Ghost of Tsushima a bit early, aren't they? Yeah, and then it turned into uh, Shadows Die Twice, and I was suddenly interested. And yeah, so I messaged a bit. You said it's a little more accessible than uh, Blood. That's Bourbon what I've read. Yeah, I'm very excited by that because Bloodborne. Yeah, I love Bloodborne. It just it kept me out. It was too difficult. Hang on. Yeah. Oh, that was also on about Astral Chain. Um, I thought the trailer for that was fantastic. It looked really, really good. Um, but I'm always, even with Platinum, as much as I love them, I'm always like a wait for reviews because they have, like like I say, I made a couple of games which I just didn't enjoy at all. Yeah, it feels like they've got like an A team and a B team. Yes. What was that other game they made? Near Automaton, was that then? This looks a bit like that. Was that Platinum? That's what I, just, that's what I was just saying to you. Just yeah. Automaton, <laughs> wasn't it? Was like I was thinking of that other Near game. The one Neo. Called, oh, was it called Neo? Yeah. I couldn't I get into Automator, or whatever it's called. Yeah, I like. I, I really like the demo for that. Have you played the game yet? No, 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 no. But that's like I said, that's in the high in the backlog. Have you got it? Plays. I can send you my copy. No, I've got it. I've got you it. got it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Any other game news or game chat you want to 
chuck in before we start talking about our Netflix picks. No, nothing at all, mate. Right, let's jump in. Let's start Russian Doll. Yeah. This was your pick. Yeah, I I, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I was shocked when I started it, and the episodes were only 20, 25 minutes. I was like, get in. No, and I watched nice it in one day. Yeah. It's weird how that makes a difference, because... I'll sit and watch like three or four of them in a go. Yeah. But something about them being half an hour makes them somehow yeah. more digestible. I don't know why. I don't know. I think as well, because each episode moves along. I think that's what helps. Like when you watch something like Mindhunter, which is like close to, I think it's 45 or an hour per episode, but I still sat there and watched three or four in a row because mm. they were so well made. But you watch something like that and um, they really are slow burns. Mm. But Russian Doll was like eight episodes, okay. Was it eight, was it, or ten? I think it was eight. Yeah, I think it was eight. And then there was like 25, 30 minutes. I was like, whoa. I watched the first one, I was sold. And I just burned through it then. But um, yeah, I thought it was brilliant. I, um, I thought the casting was brilliant. I really liked I thought all the characters in it were brilliant. Um, well done. Mm. They all seemed... I hate it. This is going to sound silly, because some of them don't get a lot of screen time, but they seemed like real people, real characters. Like, you could imagine them if, if they all had bigger roles, they would have been important. Mm. Yeah, I get uh, that. I wonder I mean, if it's like, because you saw them do the same thing over and over, but each time was quite different. Yeah, so you possibly. Got a, they were, had a lot of depth to them. Yeah, possibly. Full spoilers, I, by the way, anyone who's forgotten. <laughs> yeah, um, I thought it was funny in part, really funny in parts. Yeah. And when it had to be serious towards the end and quite like, you know, obviously there were serious issues which it tried to deal with, like, obviously, I think mental health and mm. um, suicide and stuff like that. Um, I thought it dealt with them, hand, I personally thought it handled them quite well enough. I really liked the way it, the way it finished off. Yeah, I was worried about the end. Yeah. I was worried how they were going to tie it up. Yeah. Because it's basically like a groundhog day. If anyone doesn't know, it's a, it's a girl who is at her own birthday party in an apartment and then she gets hit by a taxi near the end of the evening, dies, and then her evening starts again on her birthday and so on and so on. <clears throat> Keeps yeah. dying. But unlike Bill Murray's famous Groundhog Day, little bits do start to change, don't they? Yes. And then, I don't know what episode it is, but halfway through the whole thing, she meets that guy in a lift. Yeah. And the lift's plummeting, isn't it? I love that scene. It's like, yeah. oh, she's like, oh, I'm going to die. And she turns to the guy and says, oh, didn't you get the message? You're about to die. And he's like, oh, don't worry, I die all the time. Yeah. It's like, what and the I was fuck? like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then it was, a, it, was a, it was a real curveball, the start of the second episode, and he's following him. Yeah. For the first, what was it, 10 minutes, you know, 10, 8, maybe 10 minutes. So I really enjoyed that part, seeing a different start to it. Yeah. I thought he was brilliant, though, the, the chap who played it. I, I couldn't tell you his name off the top of my head, but I really liked him. I thought he he, he played his part really well. He did play it really well, because he had two extremes, didn't he? He was like, yeah, to act, I mean, he had the uh, uptight guy that he clearly was in his reality. Yeah. And then he mellowed massively and was quite chilled. Well, they rubbed off on each other, didn't they, as characters? Yeah. She taught him how to, like, not care so much. And he basically told her, taught her in a way how to, like, give a shit. Mm. Yeah, how <laughs> to care, because I mean? she she'd given up, hadn't she? Yeah, she was, what's the word when you kind of, like, 
you just don't kill him. Well, I suppose it was killing yourself with the drugs and smoke and drink habits. Mm. Self-destructive. Yeah. Is that the And obviously he was the polar opposite. And um, I thought it came well, well together. Oh, I saw that last scene when they was walking off. You know, the the voyagers like they basically become each of us. I know it probably sounds silly, but each of us kind of like guardian angel to an extent mm. because they saved each of us lives. And then, like when he says to her, he said something to her on the roof about. Will I be okay? Can you promise me that? Of course, I can't promise you that. Mm. And I thought that was nice because, you know, when you watch films, they go, I promise you this. And I thought, you know what? That was nice because no one can make that promise to anybody yeah. that you'll never suffer pain or loss again. Mm. I thought the bloke who played Mike, the um, sex addict, you know, yeah. just. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was really good because he was sleazy, but then he also made the point of, look, when he when he was like being, do you know when um, he came round and with his son, and mm. then he said to me, "Oh, you're leaving already." He seemed like genuinely worried about the bloke. Yeah. Like when he says, and then there was a point when he says, "Look, she's not leaving me for you. I'm I'm like, just what did he say? I'm the whole way you were, or something like that." Oh, I can't remember how he phrased oh, he it. Said, but yeah, it was good. Like, yeah, and I thought to myself, he's not saying I'm a better man than you. He's never ever. Made that claim, did he? No. He was just, he was a womanizer, basically. Yeah. And he did, he was good at being like sleazy, but sort of just about likable. Yes. Which must be yes. very difficult to pull off. Yeah, he walked that line well, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I loved it. And the, I was really happy with the, where it was bittersweet, the finish, wasn't it? Because they grew yes. to know each other really well and they went back to their own individual timelines where they didn't know, know each, each other. other, but they knew each other. Yeah. And, oh, it's, it's, oh, I was like, oh, no. But then yeah, it's, like, it's the only way it could work, really. It's good. Yeah, I, I really liked it. I thought it was really well made. Um, that was the girl. I recognised her instantly. I think she was in American Pie. Um, was she? Is that where I know her from? Yeah, she was in American Pie, the first one. I don't know if she's in the sequels, but she was definitely in the original. Oh, she's in Orange is the New Black, but when I saw her in that, I recognised her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very Did... much a very similar character in that, to be honest. I know like... you don't watch as many films as me, but did she at times remind you of Al Pacino? When Al she was... Pacino. You know Al Pacino? Yeah, yeah. The actor. Yeah, yeah. At times, she was kind of like bringing her shoulders up and bringing her head down and squinting and she was doing that accent like she was doing the accent with the cigarette yolk yeah and she was like doing waving the fag around and I was like man she's like the female version of Al Pacino at the moment but like proper I was like she's so good yeah she's so really good so good I wasn't getting Al Pacino, but then I like I haven't seen I suppose it depends on the films you've seen with him but she was just it was like she was channeling Al Pacino at points mm. no I knew it from Orange is the New Black but I recognised it in that but I had no idea where from even when I checked to like IMDB I was like I don't yeah. know where I know her from so maybe I was mistaken her for Al Pacino who knows yeah. but yeah no she's really good and uh, I think the, uh, there was a lot, a lot of um, red herrings like the homeless guy the cat Yes. She's kind of like leading you towards believing that was going to be a thing, and it wasn't. Is the is the cat like a metaphor? Because the cat's lost in the park, and she's lost in life. 
Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Do you know what I mean? Like I was yeah, thinking, yeah, are these, are these like all like thing? Yeah, like you know, like I was think, I was trying to think, like, is the cat like a metaphor for that? And like, I was trying to work out is the homeless guy was like a, a kind of metaphor for a different part of a life. Like, was he like because it, did he hit drink and alcohol, drugs and alcohol, and turn into that's why he's like that? Do you know what I mean? But I don't think we ever got that out from him. I can't remember why he said he was. Did he say he earned loads of money when it all gone? He was happier. I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, he did say he was loaded at one point. Tech, yeah. And he was part of the tech bubble or something. Yeah. And he's happy with it. Yeah. Not sure. At the end of the film, yeah. the very, other than the series, at the very end, when the two different timelines both joined that weird parade yeah. under the bridge. The hobo um, parade. <laughs> the, hobo, the weird hobo parade. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes one screen because the whole time it's two screens. Yes, and she's coming towards the camera. I'm sure yeah. two redheads go back the opposite way. Yes, like she, yes, she always walks past herself the other way. I was yeah. watching it with Danny, so I didn't rewind it. But I thought, oh, is that supposed to be the other her? Is it a nod? Because it looked like exactly her hair. Yes, and the coach did, didn't they? Yeah, it's very similar. I, I don't think they were there. No, but, but I think was that was like their, the, the nod to the parallel universes. Mm. You know, like sliding doors, how Gwyneth Paltrow's life continues in two different directions. Mm. The girl who got on the train and the girl who missed the train. Mm. That's how I read that part. God, I've not seen sliding doors for years and years. Yeah. I guess if you go to university and you you know, you know read about screenplays and writing and all, how metaphors and everything work, you, you probably watch that and break it all down to doddle. Mm. For some people like me and you, we're kind of like trying to have <laughs> it out without... <laughs> Googling it, <laughs> yeah, because then we're just saying like we're reading up, but you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I think it's I don't like knowing everything. Do you know what yeah, I mean? No, yeah, I, I, I do like like bit. learning the technical side of uh, TV and filmmaking, but like when it comes to the narrative and the story, sometimes I think it's nice for you to have your own meaning from take your own meaning from a film, mm. even the if it's wrong. The only film where I feel like I saw every metaphor and understood it completely was The Babadook. I'd have to watch that again. I completely got all the visual symbolism and the cues yeah. and the metaphors. I was like, oh, this film just makes sense. I don't know if it was maybe laying it on thick or <laughs> what was going on. But yeah. I just feel like I understood that movie completely. That's how I felt when I watched um, Gravity with Sandra Bullock. I mean, that was pretty much on the nose. Mm. But I, I thought I'd got it, and then I watched um, a review, and I read a review about it, and like it pretty much felt... No, sorry, it's it, it read as I interpreted interpreted it. Mm. But yeah, thumbs up for uh, Russian Doll from me. Yeah, loved it, and I don't think they can do a sequel. I don't think they can, but I wouldn't be shocked if they do. Mm. Uh, but it's it's you know all these or there's something similar to it in a few years' time, and I wouldn't moan too much if they did. I don't know why it was called Russian Doll either. Well, she picked up those Russian dolls off the. Um... Yeah, is that it? Is that why? <laughs> no, I think yeah. But what you got to remember, she's a, the Russian dolls get smaller and smaller, don't they? Mm-hmm. When you open them up, and I was taking it as though she, I think she's got Russian blood in here from her mum, and she was a miniature version of her mum. That's what she was turning into. See, I thought 
her where it started is the big doll because I did try to figure out why and I thought every time she dies you'd get a new doll out and it looks the same but it's smaller things of detail isn't there yeah this detail was changing in a world to the possibly later yeah, on but... people were disappearing yeah and then I thought that soon means, she's yeah, going to that... run out of dolls <laughs> that sounds more plausible than mine I just looked at it as though like because she, she's Russian in these or has some Russian mm. Russian blood descent. in her yeah descent and then I just took it as though, oh, she's turning into a mom because her mom died on the 36th birthday, didn't she? It was a significant birthday. I remember her saying that mm. at the start. And I thought, oh, is this the Russian doll? Kind of like, is that the title? Because she's like her mom's daughter. So obviously you would say the small, you know, like Anthony Holtz Jr. if you had a boy. Mm. You know what I mean? So but I just yeah, took yeah. it as that. That's not saying it obviously is that. I would probably say yours is more uh, <laughs> I don't know I didn't quite get it because I never really dived into any big Russian doll chat they, they were there in one scene but that was it don't know yeah but no I thought it was really good definite thumbs up like you said yeah watch it even though we've spoiled it well we haven't spoiled <laughs> it it's still worth watching yes right on to the films Polar our second assassination film, or assassin <laughs> film. First, uh, last time we picked, uh, you were never really here, and we were disappointed. Yeah. And I was reluctant to pick Polar, because this was my pick, because it yeah. was another assassin film. <laughs> but I'm glad I did. Did you love this film? I didn't love it. I liked it. Um, I was watching it, I was thinking, what's the Polar reference? And then I started thinking, is the Polar reference the way the film sh- feels like it's shot in two distinct two different styles oh like polar opposites yes i don't know did i I miss something i didn't think about the name too much it didn't give you time (laughs) that's the only way i could work it out at the end because i was thinking unless i've missed something the only polar i'm getting from this is the polar opposite of the when you've got the assassins hunting um i can't remember his name sorry um we'll call him mads because that's his real name but um when they're hunting him they're quite brash colourful and the the filters are quite like not neon but very uh, bright aren't they mm. and then when you go back to Mads it's very dark and gloomy and obviously it's filmed with that for a reason because that's the way his character's portrayed yeah that's his like yeah. thing, and I didn't like Matt Lucas I thought Matt Lucas was completely I thought he was poor, really bad in it did you I liked his character I mean don't get me wrong I thought some of the stuff he did was funny mm. But it just felt, like I was saying, it felt polar opposite to what they were going for in the one style. But the mad, when every time Mad was on screen, I was buying it, I was loving it. And I loved his story, and, you know, in that little town, the girl, the having a dog, then having a fish. And But when they, every time they was on screen, it felt like, it felt violent for violence's sake. Do you know what I mean? They were very over the top. I mean, this was like, this was like the film love child of Suda Fifty One during <laughs> his um, No More Heroes time, and um, Konami. What's the guy from Konami? Hideo Kojima. Hideo Kojima. It was like yeah. those two just made a film together. Oh, I absolutely yeah. loved it. I liked it. I just. It's like I said, and it flew. I thought it was really, that's how much I enjoyed it. Flew, mm. but it's just—it's like when he said, "I'm sending my best, my best squad." 
So his best squad was a group of force assassins <laughs> who couldn't take out the old man at the start without each other's help. And then they all got killed by Mads, the bloke who'd retired. But that was his best. And I thought, there's four of them. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong, another film has to move along. But I don't know. I just I felt agree. like the film was completely pointless, completely ridiculous, their yeah. over the top assassination techniques. Like the guy yeah. at the start, like you said, that woman who's like pretending to be there as his love interest. Yeah. Uh, looks like she doesn't know what's going on, but she's one of the assassins. She didn't need that other team. She'd completely infiltrated and disarmed him. She could have killed him at any point. Well, I thought that. I thought, was it different assassins trying to get the bounty at the start? I did. I thought they, they're competing for this yes. kill. But then that didn't obviously happen. And then I thought, well, is she just a prostitute? Because mm. she's not killing anyone. And then the way she killed that bloke in the room, you know, the one who beat her up. Mm. Um I'm laughing because this was the way she was stabbing him. <laughs> but um, she was obviously like the eye candy, wasn't she? To tempt certain individuals into the yeah, trap. But she didn't need anyone beyond that. No, she could I mean? have done it on it's her like, own. It's like the woman in Luther. Mm-hmm. She, she gets past loads of security by being pretending to be a hooker, gets to the target... Yeah kills him yeah. and sneaks yeah. out. She didn't need the other team at all. Especially with Mads Mickelson as well. Because she completely seduces him. Yeah. They have mad passionate sex and she could have she could have killed him at any point. Yeah. Not needed. But that wasn't the point. That's not the that's this you're not supposed to think about it this deeply this film. It was no, over the no, top, outlandish, ridiculous fun. I yeah, that. I thought it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed. I, like I say, I did enjoy it. It's, it's not. I don't think it's something I'd watch again because, like I say, the the one part, certain parts of the film, I just was kind of like, oh, get back to Mads, please. But <laughs> um, it was enjoyable. I just, like I say, it was Matt Lucas more than anything for me. Just his character was just so. I don't know. Yeah, you know, again, he's he's like a ridiculous villain. It's yeah. like, why is anyone listening to him? He's got no actual. Yeah, power. I mean, I, I, was, I was giggling to myself that these these assassins having pensions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what you put in, we put in. I was thinking, fuck me, this is like the council, <laughs> <laughs> it's local government. It's ridiculous. But, um, yeah, it was. It was fun. It was fun. Um, and normally, I, I would have preferred. Go on, sorry. I was gonna say there normally I struggle to switch my brain off for that sort of a film. But something mm-hmm. about just how how crazy it was just helped me switch off. It was brilliant. I could have watched the whole film um, shot through Matt Nicholson noise. And, you know, like, same deal. Take him out so he doesn't have his payout when he retires. But, you know, like, a build-up, like a history of violence, a, a constant build-up until the big mm-hmm. um, showdown at the end, like a Western. Mm. But you know, they won't be what they were. And it wasn't a bad film by any means. What did you think of the um, torture scene? I I, I um, squirmed a lot at that. To be honest, I'm getting a bit w- um, wimpy in my old age. No, I think that was a hard watch. That was really for a film that was quite over the top and cartoonish in its violence. That was yeah. difficult. That yeah, that was really difficult to watch. Yeah, I, I thought it was quite like 
just the little stabs and mm, slices. Sticks, sticks, sticks. Yeah. Especially when his knife broke in, inside his shoulder, was it, or chest? It was his rib, and they Ribs. hinted at him having something there at the start, and they were having his medical. It's like mm-hmm. saying, he goes, oh, I could remove that. And he's like, no, it's okay. And I think that's what the knife broke on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what it was. I can't remember. <laughs> no, I'm, I know what you're about. I, I couldn't remember. I, like I say, I, I can't remember all the details in that film, but yeah. Mm. And I thought the little twist at the end was good. Oh, with the... Yeah, I didn't see that yes. coming at all. No, I didn't. I didn't. And I thought to myself, they've given you all the hints all the way through. Yeah, they kept <laughs> on and on and on drumming, banging that drum. Yeah. Those flashbacks that kept, keep like, yeah. obviously haunted him, the more serious element of the film. Yeah. Turned out they to left be it open, girl. didn't they, at the end for a sequel? Oh, yeah. I can't wait for that sequel. <laughs> yeah, I hope I do, mate, to be honest. So our second film, which was our Amazon Prime pick, was I, Tonya. Um, now, I already know that you loved this. Yeah. Um, I've I'm going to get the two... film you didn't. Well, I watched it in two parts. and mm-hmm. I watched half an hour, and then I stopped because I went to bed. Mm-hmm. And then I watched the rest today. Yeah, I did. I did like it. By the end, it was just a, it took a while to get going, and I wasn't convinced by the um, the way it was shot, the way the characters talked to camera. Not in their uh, interview bits, but in the reenactment bits, in the acting. Yeah, part. when she's kind of being um, assaulted and abused, and she kind of looks and she goes, "Did a f- this." This is what happened allegedly, like, and she goes fuck him, and then she elbows him and stuff like that. Yeah, and she does all that to camera in the middle of like a scene. Yes, that yeah. was I odd. Know. Yeah, and it kind of took me out of it when they, when she was ice skating, and it was clearly her face digitally put over another skate. Yeah, it, it it was obvious, but at the same time, I didn't think it was terrible, terrible, and I thought I, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt there because. It must have took some guts as a, as a director to go with that decision, knowing it would look um, like it would be obvious. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. But still go with it so that the, so the skating looks good. It was really bad, though. I don't think the director would have known it was going to look that bad. Mm, until, possibly. Until after it was all shot and everything, and he had no choice. Yeah, but don't forget as well, the budget was never going to be humongous for a film like that. I mean, off the top of my head, I guess that was like 20, 30 million tops. Yeah. I wonder what um, Margot Robbie commands for a film now, in terms of her Uh, wage. Well, I guess if she's doing a a tent pole, she can command a big, like say she's doing Birds of Prey, she Mm. probably commands something like 15, 20 million, maybe 10, at, at least 10. But when she wants to do projects like that, they're like Itonia and stuff, she probably will have less because it's, um, what do they call them, it's not passion projects, stuff like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's art, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's those are where they're going to get their Oscar nods and become acclaimed actors. and So... Profile raising, I suppose. Yes. And she was good in it. She was really good in it. Very and I thought, because um, her mother won the Oscar, didn't she, for supporting actress? Oh, for that film? Yeah. Had the Oscars just gone or the year before? The year before. Yeah. I like her. Yeah, I always I remember her as CJ from West Wing, but she's in loads of stuff. Who, the mum? Yeah. She's in um, a film that I absolutely adore called um, Juno. 
Oh yeah, I don't that? remember it. Uh, like, yeah, I do like Juno, but I don't remember her in it. She's the um, stepmom, mm. and you know, look, she 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 baths, doesn't she, in her bars? And she never swears because she's obviously religious. And it's one of my favourite lines in the film. She, instead of saying to Juno, "Go fuck yourself," she goes, "I'll oh, go fly a kite." <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I, I just, I love it because I just think, oh, it's such a. It's something you could imagine a religious person saying, like yeah. instead of losing the temper. <laughs> I haven't watched Juno for ages. I must watch yeah, it again. Yeah, it's fantastic, and that ending, Jesus. <laughs> I'm not sure I remember the end. I remember. It's, it's the well, let's not spoil it because that's not our film. We're talking no. about Itonia. Itonia, <laughs> which we can spoil because a, it's real life, and many people yeah. will remember. And b, oh, you it's know our what film I love about Itonia. At the start, when they says, "Oh, if it, it, some people say she bludgeoned that," and I always that was the story I was always told that oh, Tonya kind of hit her on the on the knee with an ice skate, but it turns out it was nothing like that at all. It's just the way it got spread around. Yeah, I remember it being an ice skate that she was attacked with. Yeah, and that uh, Tonya was more closely involved. Yeah, because it is it's a pretty sad story. Yes, at, at mean, the end. From the the human part of it, like I mean, like the way they've they've glammed it up a bit. But I like the fact that they kind of made it a bit funny in parts because when you look at it, the facts of it, they could have shot that really bleak and dark, mm. and it could have been a real character study, and and you could have gone a lot darker than it, what it did. By the end, I felt so bad for the girl. Yeah, I did. Like I just thought she would never stood a chance in life, did she? No. That's how I felt. I mean, I'm not saying she didn't, she wasn't a complete a hole herself, but. But then it's, it's her upbringing, wasn't it? It's how she was yeah. treated as a child, all the way up by her mum, then yeah. that ridiculous husband and his utterly ridiculous friend. Oh, God. He was so <laughs> funny, but scary how messed up he was. I mean, is. I thought to myself. They've got to have exaggerated him a little bit here, and I think they did a bit. But then, when you see, did you watch the credits? Yeah. And when when he's actually saying, "I have been uh, quoted in counterterrorism," I was like, "Oh my god!" He actually bought into this. Yeah, he believed it. Everything. So they yeah. were like, "Where, where were you um, quoted yeah. or like credited as being like um, an espionage expert?" And he travel, was like, travel, travel, travel Times magazine last year." Yeah. I was like, oh my god. Oh my god. Utterly insane. He's like, I've got my best operatives on the case. Yeah. That and that guy was absolutely useless. And I don't know. I just, I mean, if it went down the way it's portrayed and it told in the film and she found the FBI, then I, I'm, I'm inclined to believe that she had nothing to do with it. I don't think she did. I think she was fully on board with the... The letters. It was like death threats. Yeah. But I think she... Obviously, she didn't know where the first death threat to her came from. Yeah, and it like like it's it's just not their world. They're not used to it. They weren't welcomed into it. Mm, yeah, it's really sad. Yeah, I thought I, I like when she, at the start when she was like, "What's she saying? What we gotta do is get a fucking break." And she's like, mm. "Suck my dick." Yeah, and then she gets to go in the car park, and he's like, "You don't represent America, val- mm. America's values." And she was going, why well, can't it just be about the skating? And you're like, she's really telling isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, he's, you like, know. You, he's like, you you don't fit. 
because you need to, yeah. you need to come from a wholesome family. And she's like, I don't have a wholesome family. Yeah. And it was that comment that made her go back to that idiot boyfriend or husband. Yes, yeah. And like, okay. it, the next scene, she's got a black eye again. Mm, putting the makeup on. Yeah. I just, it's, it was a weird one. I felt really, like, at the start, it was like when they're kind of showing you the domestic violence. It was like, so was she as bad as him or not? And then, you, as the film goes on, they kind of do, they do make it look like, was it was his name again? No, was it, was it Dave? Uh, yeah, I think it was. And we'll call him Mustache, as a few did. But um, mm. as the film went on, it just looked like he was basically... Um, he, he wanted to control her life. Yeah, he? he did. He wanted to be more involved. I don't think... Because it was like the early 90s, it was like he probably would have felt shit for not being the main breadwinner or the, breadwinner, yeah. the, like the man of the house, the wearing the trousers. Yeah. She had the the uh the potential to be a huge success in terms of like bringing the money in yeah he she, he fucked it up she couldn't get the sponsors could she because she kept coming was it second or third or mm. well fourth at the olympics wasn't it first time or something i can't remember yeah well, the girl who played her as a youngster was um the girl out of the haunting of hill house and uh, I thought she was brilliant in that when she played the young version of her. I don't but, remember. Um, yeah, the one who, you know, when her dad drives off and she's going, Daddy! Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the girl from Haunting of Hill House. But um, it's mad, isn't it? Oh, like you can see someone, it's mad. And then the kind of career kind of, they like have a year where they seem to be in everything that's good. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some actors just come with just all good trips it's really odd but um, <clears throat> I thought I mean I, I thought her mum at the beginning she was so horrible but like you put, like you was when she was on screen she had a, a massive screen presence didn't she I mean it's obvious well, why she won the Oscar um, mm. a screen presence <clears throat> you just wanted to see more and more and when she went missing towards the middle part to obviously tell the story mm. of Tonya and Dave and how it all led up to the incident it felt a bit weaker without her, but then she returned and I showed that she she hadn't changed at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, she hadn't mellowed. <clears throat> and I thought, I was a bit sort of like, oh, they've made her a bit ridiculous with that power oh, on her shoulder. Yeah. But then at the real live footage at the end, she's <laughs> yep. exactly that person with the power yep. on her shoulder and the big furred coat. Yeah. Bonkers. Yeah. yeah. I, I personally thought it was brilliant. I mean, I can see why it got nominated for so many different awards um, and why she won um, that award. I don't know what, if they won any other awards, you know, like for leading actress and stuff. But uh... I, hope, I hope that the real Tonya got some money from that. Yeah, I hope so too, but I wonder whether she did. I presume she sold it. They did do an update on her and she's... Well, it depends, because if she sold the rights to a book... And mm. then someone, you know, paid for the book to be made into a film. And mm. I, I don't know how it works, but it's based on real events. Do you know what I mean? Because mm. if you're going to pay out Tonya, then you would probably have to play, was it Nancy? Because she was the victim in it, and then Dave, and it's you know what not, I mean? It's not about her, though. She's not really in it. No. She's in it as she, someone they speak about, but... Yeah, but I, I just guess, but they do 
talk about it about when it was on the road and that I'm going to guess because it's based on a book about it. You can, it's probably open to the you know like if the film studio put, yeah, interpretation and the film studio purchases the rights to the book. Hmm. Well, they it said it, it, they said it was based on those interviews, but they're obviously hmm. possibly conflicting and you know. A bit, yeah, a bit sort of candid, perhaps. It is mad though that you think, um, you know, like if it, it, I listened to that podcast you told me to about how that bloke changed the film industry. Yeah, and, and um, like he said, to a young couple. Um, I can't remember he described Juno, and he says Juno, which went on to do like I think it was a hundred and something million at the worldwide box office, and he's saying studios wouldn't touch that normally. Mm. But, and you think, you know, like, I told you, you think, if someone says to you, right, I'm going to make this film, it's about this ice skater, uh, figure ice skater, and she, it's based on the true story, you think, is that going to be interesting to watch? <laughs> and it really was. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he, you enjoyed it or not, but I I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the, um, I think it's a character, character performances, wasn't it? Mm. I did enjoy it. It just took a while for me to get into the style, and I think it was quite a slow start. Yeah. I thought it was going to be more serious than it was, but I'm glad it wasn't because I think it could have been really depressing. I think tonally they nailed it. It was it was very good tonal. Yes. Like, it looked amazing in parts as well. Mm. Like the, the outfit. I know it sounds daft, but the, the outfits and that, it was just like spot on. Like mm, For the time period. Yeah. 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 And a bit, even like her homemade outfits—they look, yeah, they look ropey enough, but believable yeah. enough. <laughs> yeah, they look bad enough, didn't they? Dreadful. <clears throat> yeah, and the the last—I think it's the last. Well, not the last scene, but the scene where it's almost like the montage where she's her career's finished. She's told she can never skate again. By Lord. yeah, oh god, that scene is powerful. Yeah, with the boxing. She, no, she, well, yeah, that was sad, but the scene when she's crying in the court, I genuinely yeah. felt so bad for her. Yeah, she's like, I've got nothing, Don't you can't take that away from me, I'll do the time. Because I think she came worst off in that. Oh, 100%. And she was like the least involved. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, then the, 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 <laughs> when she obviously couldn't skate and she starts professional boxing, and I, it didn't look... From the way they shot the film, like she was yeah. great at it. No, um, but that bit where she's punched and she's slow motion twisting and turning, and they splice it with images of her yes. on the ice twisting the ice. and turning, and it's and obviously one is her loving ice skating, and the other one's her literally taking a beating. Yeah, it was quite emotional. Yeah, it was just. I mean, I don't know if it was true, but I actually so I remember someone telling me that she went into the adult film industry at one point. I don't know if that's true. I, um, mean, but I don't know. That, I, I think Googled they would have mentioned it. I don't know. But I, I haven't Googled it, so I don't want that to come off my phone. But, um, <laughs> but um, that, towards the end, the, the court scene was really sad, heartbreaking, and then, you know, and then you see it just kind of doing anything to earn a living. Mm. Stay in the, I think she says something a bit, staying in the limelight. Staying in the public eye, yeah. Which that, I don't know why, eye. I don't know why that was important. Maybe it just paid better, because otherwise she yeah, what possibly. for her prospects. Not Maybe good. it's because she never earned a great amount anyway. She eventually got the chance, opportunity to earn. 
went for it. Yeah, because in her first Olympic outing, yeah. she was fourth, wasn't she? And then after for the sure. Olympics, she's working in the restaurant, just like yeah, shouting about who stole her cigarettes and then having a fag out the back, and it's mm. just like a greasy spoon or a, like, yeah. like a dirty diner. Burner. Yeah, so sad. It is. It, it was. I, I mean, like we keep saying it. I think it could have been a lot to Harker and Bleaker than it was. Um, the comedic elements to it were welcomed, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah Comes up for me. Yeah, and, and me. Slow burn, but definitely stick with it. Yeah. Good performances all round. I mean, just to to put it into comparison, I watched a film the other day called Foxcatcher. Have you seen that? Oh, it's Netflix, isn't it? It's on my list. It probably is on Netflix, and I watched that. And um, it's not similar to what's on you, as in, you know, what happens and stuff, but it's a tale of two brothers, um, Bob Rodman had a list from, I think it's the 19... I think, like, the 1982 or 84 Olympics. One brother's really famous, like, well-known throughout the wrestling community. The other's not so much. He's a bit slow compared to his brother. Mm. Um Dave and Mark Schultz, I think the names are, and then one of the richest families in America, um, John DuPont, calls him there. And there's obviously something not quite right with John DuPont, and um, he's like, Sister Mark, come here, start training for the World Championships, the next Olympics. And basically, wants all the American wrestlers to run from there. Mm. And I'm not going to say much more than that, because obviously there's reasons behind why he wants that to happen. But <clears throat> that film... Has only has very has very few like light-hearted moments, hmm. and and I enjoyed it, but I thought to myself, maybe they couldn't have told it the way I told you was told because it, obviously it's a bit more bleak and serious. But it made me appreciate more what they did with Oytonia, hmm. um, because after I watched that, I was kind of like, whoa, like <laughs> that was that felt heavy, yeah. Not like Kill List heavy, but it felt quite heavy. Like that is a good film as well, Foxcatcher. I really enjoyed that. I'm sure that's on Netflix. Where did you it see was. it? Was I've got it on um, Blu-ray. Mm. I'm just I've got a big pile of Blu-rays downstairs, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to start getting through these. Is it called Team Foxcatcher or something? No, it's called Foxcatcher, but obviously it's in the film. It's called Team Foxcatcher. Mm. I'm sure it's on There's Netflix. A, oh, it's on yeah. my list. It's been on my list for years, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's still on there, but it was on my list because they remove stuff, don't they? Yeah, every so often. But yeah, if that's on your list, get try and get it watched as soon as you can. It's a good film. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, st- it's all about the characters again, and that Mark Ruffalo is fantastic, and and Channing Tatum is, but Steve Carroll, geez, I'm, I'm not sure if he was nominated for an Oscar or won um, an award for that. I, I don't think he won the Oscar, but I'm sure he won some some awards. Steve Carroll's good, isn't he? He's like surprisingly good when he's properly acting yes Will Ferrell is as well though. I don't know if you've ever seen some of his films where he plays more serious roles it's very good not sure I have to be honest um, I can't think what's that one he did um, where he's he's on his lawn he's, he's turned to an alcoholic um, <laughs> it's, it's got a lot of funny moments in it but when he has to do the serious stuff he's quite he's really really good I mean Jim Carrey did a few didn't he and he was really good yes yeah, he did. I, I do like Jim Carrey when he's being serious more than when he's being ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Or if he can find a film that happily makes him be both. 
like my yes. favorite Jim Carrey film, um, the Big Brother style one. What's it called? Truman Show. Truman Show. I love, love that, that film. film. So yeah. good. Yeah, he's good in um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind as well. Yeah, yeah I've seen that. I've only seen that once. I should probably watch yeah. it again. Yeah, I should watch that again. <clears throat> good film that is, though. Yeah. So that's it. Um, let's uh, pick our films for next time on. Netflix, we've got a pick from Dave, 47 metres down. Cheese. <laughs> I don't know anything about this at all. It's cheese. <laughs> That's just going to be pure cheese, yeah. Okay. And then on Amazon Prime, we've got What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching that. Big departure from last week's picks. Yes. Holy and I, Tonya, are quite serious. And Russian Doll was quite serious in a way. Yeah, yeah, he got more and more serious as it went on, didn't it? Mm, yeah. But, what was um, that? Uh, what did we watch? I, Tonya, Russian Doll and... Polar. Polar, yeah. It's so hard for me to remember because I get through so many films. <laughs> yeah, Get uh, Out's yeah. on Netflix now. What's that? Get Out. Have you seen it yet? Oh, is it? Yes, brilliant film. I want to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Have you not seen it? No. Oh, man, you got to watch that because um, his new film comes out, I think, in a month. Us. Yeah, us. Can't wait for that. I might go that to the cinema great. for that one. Yeah, I am for that. That's it, man. Game over, man. It's game over. Uh, next podcast, we'll be talking about 47 Meters Down on Netflix and what we do in the shadows on Amazon Prime. That's it from us. Uh, thank you for listening. This was the We Don't Go Out podcast. You can get me on Twitter at Anthony Hulse. Dave, you're off Twitter at the moment. Is that right? Yes, yes, I'll, I'll get a new account for some. So a new account, so don't bother with that old one. Unfollow. Yes. <laughs> um, <Don't> yeah. Follow. <laughs> Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Um, if you are interested in Flight of the Concords, the original yep. radio show is on radio BBC iPlayer at the moment, yeah. Oh, I thought it was just a TV show on HBL. No, I mean, the two guys, um, yeah. Brett and Jermaine, are still a comedy musical duo. That's how it started. Oh, I thought this started as a HBO TV show, I did. No, it started with them, then they wrote the HBO TV show. Yeah. And then they walked away from it when they were, like, the biggest thing on yeah. HBO. They just said no. I went back to New Zealand. Did they? Yeah, I'll have to get on that. I was going to buy the box set years ago and I never did. I bet it's cheap now. Loretta broke my heart in a letter. She told me she was leaving and her life would be better. Joe broke it off over the phone. After the tone, she left me alone. Jen said she'd never ever see me again. When I saw her again, she said it again. Jen met another man Lisa got amnesia just forgot who I am Felicity said there was no electricity Emily no chemistry Fran ran who's turned out to be a man Flo had to go I couldn't go with the flow Carol Brown just took a bus out of town But I'm hoping that you'll stick around Relationships never last
from the past. He says he'll do one thing and then he goes and does another thing. Oh, you organized all of my ex-girlfriends into a choir and got them to sing. Stick around. Stick around. Stick around. 